Building your business was hard. Getting out of it on your terms can be even harder. Welcome to the Tobin Leff M&A Podcast, where you can rewrite the next chapter of your life with the help of business owners who have been in your shoes. In the past decade, Tobin Leff has completed over 125 successful merger and acquisition and exit planning engagements across the U.S. with a focus on marketing, advertising, PR, and digital firms. Go online to TobinLeff.com to learn about the latest in business so that you can build and monetize your company value. Join us now for today's conversation. Hello and welcome. This is David Tobin. Today's episode, how to sell your company from a position of strength. Think back to a sale a process where you were negotiating, where you know you were in a position of strength. You were well-prepared. Your value proposition was strong. If the deal terms were not right or your gut was telling you something otherwise, you were very prepared to walk away. Compare those feelings to a time when you may have negotiated from a weak position The other party was taking the lead. You were being pushed around. You just had that pit in your stomach where you knew something was not right. Compare, contrast those two positions. Let's go to work so that when it's time to sell your business, one of the more, more important transactions in your business career, you approach that process from a position of strength. I was inspired, motivated to put together this podcast. Over the last couple of weeks, we had a client transaction that went sideways in the 11th hour where the potential buyer walked away. When I think back, I reflect on this experience. My sense is that we entered the process months ago in a weak position. I'll touch on that throughout the podcast. Fortunately, at the end, I believe my client was in a really good place. He was okay that this deal fell apart, very confident that there's other avenues and suitors to monetize his interest. So I'm going to touch on both why we were in a position of weakness and where we ended up. The Topics, the areas that I'm going to focus on today include preparation, planning well for the event, qualifying prospective buyers, performing reverse due diligence, how to negotiate terms that are in your favor in the letter of intent, the due diligence process, how to control that so that you're taking charge making sure you have a fallback position of plan B and staying true to your values. The process. You have to be ready, prepared, emotionally, financially to enter the process to sell your business. If you've sold companies in the past or if you've talked to friends who have gone through the process, it's emotional. It's a roller coaster. You've got to be prepared. There's no easy way to do it. So you've got to commit to the process. Be realistic. Take stock in what you have. 
everyone believes their home is worth more than it actually is. Certainly everybody believes their business may be worth more than it really is. Try to be objective. Talk to multiple people to get a sense of what your company's worth. Have a heart-to-heart discussion with whomever you choose to represent you, whether it's an M&A advisor or business broker. So you've got to commit to the process, try to be realistic. When preparing, certainly if you have time, a couple years in advance of the target exit date, go to work on the value drivers that will impact a multiple of EBITDA or earnings. Value drivers such as your certainly your financial position, profit margins. If you can get your profit margin, net income as a percentage of your adjusted gross income, shoot to get it above 20%. Buyers love to see growth. Focus on growth as it leads up to that X event. Your culture is so important. It takes time, as you know, to have a positive culture. Pay attention to glass door ratings, your compensation packages in relation to competition. The culture is so important. Dependency on you. Certainly you appreciate if your company is overly dependent on you, you're either going to only be able to command the lower purchase price, you're going to be locked into a longer earnout period having incentives for your key employees to participate in the liquidity event, to be motivated to stay with you and the buyer throughout. Those are all issues that will contribute to the potential value you can command. Uh, Quick side note, my, my partners and I, we put together what we call a value drivers assessment tool. There's a white paper on our website that highlights it. We're also happy to share that with you if you contact me or any of my partners. When preparing for the event, be ready to address questions that buyers will ask or they will be thinking. Questions such as, why do you wanna sell? What's motivating you? What's special about your business that I can't buy or build on my own? How dependent is the business on you? Is there client concentration risk? What are your recurring revenue sources? How scalable is your company? How sustainable is it? These are questions that you're going to have to be prepared to address. Get ahead of them. I talked about the process and committing to it. You certainly can appreciate If you have offers from multiple suitors, multiple potential buyers, it's going to put you in a position of strength as opposed to just trying to negotiate with somebody because you have a strategic relationship with that person. The process, if you select an M&A advisory group, they're certainly going to consult with you. Do we try to do a full-scale auction process or a controlled, limited process where we seek multiple suitors? or just selectively target strategic prospects. However you approach it, I mean, ideally you're gonna have two, three, four viable offers that you can consider. That will put you in a position of strength. To have two to five offers, you're going to have to do the dog and pony show with five to 10 prospective groups. Back to my point about being prepared, ready, emotionally, financially for the process.
qualifying prospective buyers. They're going to be qualifying you. They're going to be performing due diligence on you. You have to do reverse due diligence. What are their financing sources? Do they have the capital, the willingness to close a deal? What's been their experience with previous acquisition? What's motivating them to buy and why are they interested in you? Spend time, sure, you know how important and appreciate this, spend time to really get to know those future partners or prospective buyers. Do your values align? You have a shared vision. It's such an important transaction. Do not shortcut the process. When you get down to it and you start negotiating a letter of intent, most experienced, sophisticated buyers, they're going to require an exclusivity clause where you agree for a period of time that you're only going to negotiate with them. You have to be very cautious with that clause. Parameters around it, benchmarks. You don't want to tie up your company, take it off the market, go through the time and effort just so a buyer can walk away for their own reasons. Consider having monetary penalties if they just walk away. Before you sign that letter of intent, negotiate the terms. Try to get as much done up front. It's not just the multiple or the price. There's so many other important deal elements. The working capital adjustment always becomes an important issue. The indemnification cap. Are you going to be personally liable for any of the representations that you make? The letter of intent is so important. I encourage you, involve your attorney up front. Take your time before you sign an LOI. When you're going through the due diligence process, control the process. Don't let the buyer control it. Define time frames and firm deadlines. Of course, you're going to have it. You're going to want to work from a data room where everything is preloaded. You would have prepared that in advance so you're not reacting. And make sure this goes back to when, before you sign the letter of intent, try to define reasons why the financial terms of a deal may change. Certainly you're gonna to try to appreciate any roadblocks, but what could potentially change the financial terms? Let's get that on the table up front. So through the process, prepare for it, qualify the prospects, focus on the letter of intent and due diligence. When you get into the negotiations, certainly you're going to select an attorney. You have confidence in him or her. They're part of your team. They're an important player, but do not let the legal process or attorneys drive the process. You have to be careful in my experience where red line versions of asset purchase agreements or employment contracts are going back and forth. When there's key issues, get yourself, the potential buyer, both attorneys, either in a room or on a conference call, take control of it. Do not let the attorneys drive the process. And certainly do not negotiate terms in piecemeal. Try to make sure before you either will agree to certain terms that you understand what are all the issues. So we're not doing it one piece at a time. And another very important 
step to put you in a position of strength, have a plan B, a fallback position, so that if you decide or the buyer walks away, you're okay. That plan B might include, you've already instituted strong incentives for your employees. They can run the company without you. So if need be, you can maintain the controlling interest for a lot longer period of time and balance work with your desired lifestyle. Maybe you have the framework for a management buyout plan or you've performed an analysis through an ESOP specialist. There may be investors that you can turn to. Have that fallback position, that plan B. Most importantly throughout the process, stay true to your values go with what your gut's telling you. These deals typically either get done or fall apart, not because of the numbers. It's typically relationships, value, something's off. So re really go with what you believe. So back to my client's story, why I felt we entered the process from a weak position, but fortunately ended in a strong position. So why a weak position? We, we went into the process. My client decided, probably reacting, that he wanted to sell the business. It was a tough couple quarters, not financially, just the stress of running a large company. He, he made the decision. He wanted to go to market. We did not have time in advance to really plan for it. So we go to the marketplace during COVID, did generate interest from a, from three potential buyers who put forth offers. Problem was it was during a pandemic and we really could not take the time to assess, develop the relationships that, that we should have. One of the three offers on the surface looked so attractive. It was all, almost an all cash deal. The multiple wasn't great, but the terms were so attractive. So we, we let the, buyer really drive the terms of the LOI. Again, I'm reflecting back, hindsight's always easy, but we were pushed around, bullied a little bit during the process because supply and demand, we, this offer was so much better than others that we, we went into it. Well, we go through the underwriting process, the due diligence, the quality of earnings report came back fine. My client's doing good, but for reasons that we did not agree to, the buyer wanted to change the terms 11th hour before the closing. Well, that's the kind of stuff that your gut tells you. It's just not right. You don't do those kind of things. So fortunately, my client had the strength, the confidence to say, I'm not doing it. We did not relent on the price. The deal did fall apart. So when we debriefed, the reason why I said my client ended up in a good spot he felt good about his decision to not relent on the price. Felt good that even though this deal did not happen, much better position for when we go back out to the market or he pursues an internal transaction over the next few months. He learned a lot. The data room's in order. I know that the next step will be a different time, a different position that it will be from the theme of this podcast, the position of strength. So with that, I hope this information was helpful. 
please feel free to reach out to me or any of my partners if you want to talk about buying or selling companies. I mentioned our website. We have resources, white papers on these topics, tobinleft.com. Wish you well. Certainly hope that when it's time for you to sell your business, you are approaching it from a position of strength. Thanks. Be well. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tobin Left M&A podcast, produced by Hannah Vaughn with music by Holt Vaughn. Visit our website at tobinleff.com for case studies, additional resources, and to get in touch with our experts. Subscribe today and never miss an episode.